0: Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Foren. So last week, I went to London on a little trip, and I got to sit down with some amazing people to chat about anxiety. And the first interview I want to share with you guys from that trip is the amazing Vogue Williams. I think I could just say Vogue, she probably doesn't need to have her surname because you just know who she is. Vogue has always been an inspiration of mine. She's a really lovely girl, incredibly down to earth in an industry that's often not down to earth. And she has worked on really brilliant documentaries on anxiety and she talks about it openly all the time, which for me before I started experiencing it and before I started talking about it with you guys she was a source of comfort for me and making me feel like I wasn't the only one or I wasn't gone mad so I was delighted to get the time to sit down with her and chat about how it felt for her and kind of swap our stories and compare things so I went to her house in Battersea in London and I met baby Theodore and he was so cute and I met Spencer and they are as beautiful a family inside and out as you could imagine as they come across on social media and and what you see is very much what you get um, so with Vogue, we talk about sort of when her anxiety triggered for her a lot about a really bad breakup um, a couple of years back that brought it all to a halt for her and then we talk about Touch on medication. We talk about worrying about what other people think about you. Loads of stuff in there, and I really hope you enjoy it. Do be mindful of the fact that we were joined by Winnie the dog, Winston, and he was sitting on my lap and he was licking me quite a lot, which of course I was delighted about. Um, so there is sometimes a bit of a weird sound—that's just him rubbing off me. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Really looking forward to hearing back from you, and if you could share and share the love on, on social media, and of, of course, subscribe and review. It always means the world to me. Thank you so much. Let's go back to the very beginning. You've made a documentary about anxiety. You've been yeah. very open about it on social media. Do you think that you've always been an anxious person, or was there something that triggered it for you?
2: Um, I think it's definitely something that triggered it. I, I never had it before. My My boyfriend... Suffered quite badly from it, and I went with him for six years from when I was like twenty. Mm. And he's found his own way to combat it. Only now, like last year, he figured out a way. But when I was with him, he was a very anxious person. I I kind of never really understood it. And then when I was um when I was like twenty, I'd say about about twenty two is when I started kind of feeling it. And from from then, I was only just saying this to my friend yesterday. She was texting me because she was second guessing herself over something and she was making herself anxious over something in college. And I was like, that's totally just anxiety. I th- it's just such an annoying thing to have. And it's something that yesterday I was like, like why do I have it? I just hate having it. And yeah. if you could get rid of it. It would be the best thing in the world. But I don't, I personally don't think that you can get rid of it. I think that you have to manage it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that was the biggest learning curve for me was realizing that, you know, I was looking at all these things online and reading these things and I did this thing and it cured my anxiety. And then I would try it and it wouldn't work. And I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? And it's just a stress response. And we all have one. And anxiety is like an extension of that stress response. And some of us feel it. And some of us don't. So it's yeah. a very normal thing and we can't have a life without it. But it, like, yeah, you're right. It's about managing it or as to quote myself, it's about owning it. Um, yeah, but, I
2: do love that though. Just own it. Just yeah. so you have anxiety, just own it and deal with it in your own way. But there are, for, I think there's a million different ways to, to own it and to deal with yeah. it. Um, How
1: did it feel for you? So like, was it anxious thoughts or just sort of feeling overwhelmed? Or for me, it's, it was a very, I mean, it is still can be a very sort of physical feeling.
2: Yeah, mine's very physical. So it would be in my stomach. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I can't. I couldn't eat. Um, and then because you don't sleep, the next day you feel even worse and mm-hmm. you're more anxious. And it's kind of like, uh, it just keeps rolling and rolling. So when I had it at my worst would have been maybe three, three four years ago, going through a breakup. And <clears throat> all the things that went with that just made it absolutely spiral. And there was one summer that I was just like, at the anyway, I was an anxious wreck. Like I was so upset all the time. I couldn't sleep properly for a whole summer. I couldn't eat. So I'd lost loads of weight, Um and I just constantly had this feeling of absolute fear in my stomach. I never didn't have the whole butterflies in my stomach, but like not a nice butterfly. It's no, like no, yeah. it's a painful feeling, and like. Even yeah, when I sit, I sometimes have to remind myself to stop clenching my hands or like yeah. my shoulders are up and like that's a, another way that anxiety manifests in me. Like I'm, I, I, really close up. The worst is just the feeling of absolute dread, the feeling of fear, and like you just cannot get rid of it. Um, I, I kind of thought I'd gotten rid of it when I was pregnant. Um, because I didn't have it so bad and mm. Winnie stop being an absolute freak it's
1: okay <laughs> stop
2: licking too much
1: my dog just does this all the time <laughs> so don't worry you're okay you're okay <laughs> he licks his way I, lick, I, I lick my oh my dog licks my tongue so I just sometimes <laughs> I forget that my mouth's still open and I'm like you're not you're not a baby you're an animal so don't Winnie worry he doesn't
2: get to even sleep in our bed
1: anymore oh really no. oh yeah I suppose he can't really with Um, But when
2: I had it yeah so I had it really bad back then and then when I was pregnant I kind of it wasn't so bad and I think that for me I realized that not drinking is a big help so last night I had a few drinks so I will feel anxious today I'll probably feel anxious tomorrow but like that's why I drink like maybe once a month once every two mm months because I was doing it every weekend and then I was just feeling like horrific for three days of the week and it was just down to
1: that. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'll have a drink because it takes the edge off and it's sort of therapeutic in in a small dose at the time. Like, you know, if we, you know, if you have a glass of wine, you just feel like it takes the edge off. But then obviously if you have a few and then the next day, it's like a short term relief, but a long term making it actually more of an issue yeah hundred yeah. percent if
2: I would say to anyone if they if they are going through bad anxiety do not drink alcohol yeah, because out. it's just you cut out caffeine yeah uh, I go to the, like I don't need to go to the gym as much as I do I go to the gym five six times a week but I feel like if I don't go to the gym that my anxiety will just come back and be worse and I do feel better on days that I go to the gym because it's kind of like a stress relief I do have a really really busy really hectic lifestyle and that is like my hour off during the day to just think about nothing except getting my endorphins up.
1: Yeah. And did you ever have an isolated panic attack that you could feel like, whoa, this is a moment I'm having and then it would sort of calm down or was it more just a wave of anxiety?
2: I had waves of anxiety, but I did I did actually have panic attacks. And now that you say that, I actually had a panic attack when I was pregnant. So I had two when I was pregnant, so maybe my anxiety did <laughs> not go when I was pregnant. Uh but Mine is mainly just that horrible feeling in your stomach, clenched up, not able to eat, just feeling so nervous. I'm quite a jumpy person as well, and I kind of put that down to my anxiety, like people... If somebody, if I walk into a room and someone's there and I wasn't expecting to be there, I get like the biggest fright ever. Or if anyone like makes like a quick hand movement around me, I might jump back and stuff like that. And I think that that's down to anxiety as well.
1: Mm. And do you like to be sort of in control of things like know what your plans are or do you have, I suppose the nature of your work and to a smaller extent, the nature of my work is you can't really be in control and know what's happening when and when, you know. So does that, does that suit or does that sort of? Exactly. I kind of
2: am re- I'm a big planner, so okay. like I know what I'm doing for the next three weeks, and like if other jobs come in, that's fine, but i i I have everything planned out for the next two weeks, but especially you now with Theodore around um like my whole work life has to be different. I have to make room for him in every part of my day because I won't go a day where I won't at least do the mornings with them or I won't put them to bed or something like that but with with my job you don't really know what you're going to be doing next but I do to a point so I don't mind when I know at least a week in advance because I have to be really organized
1: Mm. do you feel being in the media and in we're in more kind of creative industries like most people who I've talked to so far are in this doing like freelance bits and bobs here and there and it's very creative do you think that as creative people we're more maybe susceptible to it
2: I'm not really sure. I think, to be honest, I think it can just get anyone. And I think that Mm. some people probably don't even know that they have anxiety. They just have this feeling and they can't really put their finger on what it is. I think our industry, I don't know if it adds to your anxiety. I think certainly social media adds to anyone's anxiety. And I think that I worry about children growing up with with social media and Theodore having to grow up with all that. Like It's just extra judgment on you all Mm. the time. And I think that that definitely... Can add to your anxiety, and I know if I'm on my phone way too much, Mm. I I, I'm just like I'm not myself. Like I try to check my screen time now because it's like over the top some days.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a a blessing and a curse because the phone is or Instagram anyway is such a part of work, and it's actually also part of how we make money. But it's also feeding like if I'm just constantly picking up the phone. Like last night, I had to literally just turn it off and put it like out of my hands' reach so that I could even just sitting out and watching Netflix was like a therapeutic thing to do because I was just so like clicky clacky. Yeah. But, so it's kind of hard because you can't live without it.
2: No, you need to have it. That's the thing. Social media is uh, definitely is a huge part of my career. I mean, I can't do a contract without social media being involved in it. Yeah. And that's just the way it's turned out. But like I found that social media can be quite a nice space as well. So yeah. for the most part, particularly since becoming a mom, I found such a nice group of online people that like want to talk about families and want to like tell me about their children and I like, put things up on theatre mm. and, and it's it's nice like that. But um
1: did you also get opened up to a bit of I remember you were you were saying to me before about um anything that you do as a mother is open to critique because yeah. people have certain ways of doing it. How did how do you handle that kind of thing? Because obviously you put it out there yeah. and you are in control of choosing to put it out there, but there will be people who are just wankers. Yeah. So what like how did that make you feel or what did you experience
2: i just think that like for the most part it is lovely but then you do have people just pushing their opinions on you and telling you you should be doing this you should be doing that but like genuinely i know that i'm a really good mother and i know that what i'm doing with theodore is right and that he's happy and i'm happy and it really works for our family so i kind of just take what people say with a pinch of salt because you could constantly listen to that crap and if you take anything like that on board you'll just you'll just end up upsetting yourself and I think that the only opinions that matter to me are that of my family and my friends and that's the way Mm. I've learned that kind of off Spencer because he literally does not give a shit what people say about him like Mm. anyone that he doesn't know that says stuff about him he doesn't care and I kind of took that off him because it just makes you lead a more positive happy life if you're not constantly listening to what people say about you because Like, I mean, if I read all the Daily Mail comments, which I can't help myself, and I do end up reading some of them, you'd feel fucking awful about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you really do. You're like, oh, my God, like what I that flaw that I know I have is being pointed out by 200 people and they're all talking about it. So, like, you just focus in on that and you can feel really shitty about yourself. So I try to uh, not listen to what anyone says basically
1: and you were saying before we recorded that you felt a little bit of anxiety when the E4 show came out and I have to say I loved it and everyone I spoke to loved it and not only was it enjoyable it was really it was really like enlightening and and just reassuring for people to see you just be normal as you all you've always have been on your social media but I think particularly to watch Spencer who everyone would have known from made in chelsea which i never actually watched uh no, no, and... <laughs>
2: that's really a good thing i don't know if we'd be together if i no. watched it
1: but what i found just so and i, I messaged you on instagram about this found, found so great about that was that he was willing to put himself in situations like the singing or the he was trying different things that he was oh, not God, necessarily I
2: I get sick laughing at. On his audition.
1: but it was so great that he was willing to put himself out there and be vulnerable and not give a shit what people think so that was it was just I thought it was really important because reality tv like has I think sometimes loses the element of reality yeah and becomes super scripted well
2: a lot of it is scripted and a lot of it is set up and when we were approached to do the show our one thing was we just wanted to be as real as possible about us we don't want all these drama situations set up because that's not us and yeah. if you're looking for a drama filled show we're not the ones um to to be putting on, on to be putting on tv so they were kind of happy with our relationship and they knew that the way we worked and we'd had loads of meetings about it and when just before the show was coming out i did get really bad anxiety because i was like oh my god i've watched the show that's us that's how we are i was like if nobody likes the show they just don't like us like there's yeah. nothing there's no hiding behind anything but when it came out and the response was so positive we were just absolutely delighted and i think particularly with spencer people have um preconceived conceptions of him and that's actually not the person he is like he was on a tv show he was 20 yeah somewhat playing a character and now people can see the real spencer and what he's actually like and i think with that especially it's nice it's nice for people to see
1: it's not it's really nice to see people who are in the public eye who maybe on instagram appear to have it all and people might say oh sure you know what have you ever got to be stressed with or worried about it's it's great to see you be vulnerable and i think more and more like i'm on a much much smaller scale you know I put my vulnerability out there and people really appreciate that that you're not trying to put out perfection and I think you know it's obviously up to you what you put out there and what you don't and obviously you know sometimes I would put up pictures and I'm like glammed up to the nines and I feel great but I'll also be you no know, makeup on and be myself and say like yeah. oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed today and I think people just appreciate that you do that so much because you make them feel like they're less on their own yeah
2: well I think uh, Instagram is just an an extension of, of our day I yeah. mean you do but the thing about Instagram and all that stuff you do put up like nicer parts of your day if I'm sitting there crying over something I'm, I wouldn't post that on Instagram because mm. like you're in a moment you just have snapshots of your life and I like putting that up and I am yeah. really honest on my social media but I think it's super important to be that honest and when you see people like completely altering their picture or you meet somebody in real life and it's like who are you like I've actually met people and I'm like
1: that's not what you look like (laughs) oh my god
2: like I totally don't recognize you from your Instagram yeah and I think that's kind of sad that people feel the need to do that but also it's a it's unrealistic for other people and young people looking up to that I don't think it's a good way to be and I think that you should just just be yourself and people do appreciate that they appreciate honesty
1: did you ever feel like fear about the fact that you're feeling anxious because for me that was a big thing where I was like I was afraid that I was capable of feeling that way and capable of being of maybe falling apart I've not
2: I like if I think about being anxious it would make me anxious I don't even like talking about anxiety as well it's like oh god I don't want to be anxious today but uh I do I do fear getting being anxious because it's the worst feeling in the world and Like when you don't have it and then if you think about it and you're like, oh, I haven't been anxious in a couple of days. That's really nice. And then it's like, when is it going to come back and bite me in the ass? Um, So I try not to think about anxiety. And when it does creep up on you, You just, someday, sometimes I write a day off. I'm just like, right, this is going to be an awful day and there's nothing I can do about it, but tomorrow is a new day and I won't feel as bad tomorrow. Mm. Sometimes you do just have to write the day off and just start again tomorrow.
1: And has there been any situations work-wise that have, you felt like you've had to maybe say no to because that wouldn't suit your anxiety or do you just say yes and deal with it?
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at UH1.com if it's the right choice for you.
2: I say yes, and if if I'm feeling anxious in the day, sometimes work kinda of takes my mind off it because mm-hmm. you're so busy and you have to like I, I can't be like unhappy in my job. Do you know what I mean? I have to go and I have to put on a face and, mm. and be happy regardless of how I'm really feeling. And I think, but work, I love my job so much, whatever I'm doing that like, it takes my mind off being anxious. And yeah. It's, it's kind of nice. Um, I feel like if I'm sitting there idle and I'm anx- anxious, it just it makes it worse. Yeah, goes on.
1: And when things were particularly bad for you, anxiety-wise, did you go and talk to someone or?
2: Yeah, I I found I uh, I tried one therapist in Dublin and uh, and I was like, oh, that's definitely not for me. And then I decided to try another one over here, and he was the most amazing person ever. And I felt like he completely helped my anxiety. And uh, and therapy is not for everybody, but for me, I found him and. He's about an hour away from me now in London where I live. But like if I ever feel anxious, I know that I can go back and speak to him because mm-hmm. he really did help. But when it was really, really bad, like it was really bad, I had to I had to go on uh, medication because I literally I I was just so anxious all day, every day. Like I would cry to my sister and I'd be like, it's just not going away. And like I just be, be a, I was just a mess. And I really mm-hmm. was. And so I went to speak to my doctor and I'd heard about beta blockers and I was like, Please, can I go on mm. these things for a while? So she gave me a six month prescription for them, and it was the best thing I ever did. And I didn't like, I didn't want to go down that, that route. Nobody does.
1: Yeah. Oh God, I'm so happy I did. So I, I know why you didn't want to. And the same reason I didn't want to is because you're worried that, it, oh, does this mean I'm really bad? Or does this mean I'm not in control? Or I can't just snap out of it. But like, you probably were very much self stigmatized as well.
2: Oh, 100%. And also, you don't want to tell people, oh, well, I, I have know. to be medicated for that. Like, it's kind <clears> of <throat> its the same around people who have depression which is a completely different monster but like they never want to go on antidepressants it's it's when you're anxious you don't want to have to go on tablets for it you want to be able to control it and and do things yourself but I think sometimes to just take a step back for me and to be on them and just to it just they mask the physical symptoms so like when I was feeling like my hands were clenched and I was grinding my teeth. I had to get a gum shield as well, by the mm. way, because I used to grind my teeth so bad. Uh, and if I couldn't sleep or the pain in my stomach, all that was gone <clears throat> with the tablets. And I was able to have a normal working day. And then I was working it out with my therapist at the same time. So he was helping me. But those tablets were also helping me to not feel like a nervous wreck all day, every day. Yeah,
1: I think it's so important to like address those physical symptoms so that you can benefit then from the chats and to going for a walk and the yoga and the exercise because I found when I was really really bad and I didn't sleep for about four months straight I mean I literally lay awake oh, at night God. and that's just like in itself is like a form of torture but it's so lonely oh as well. it was so bad but like I'd sit there and I'd try and like meditate and I'd obviously be like oh it's not working you yeah. know and then you just everything gets worse so I think I really want people to feel that if their anxiety is particularly bad or getting in the way of their life on a daily basis it is an option that they can consider and they shouldn't feel shame about it because you would go and get your leg fixed or seen to if you were you know it is the same thing and it's just one thing
2: like about beta blockers so like for me they're fine and if I ever had to go back on them I would go back on them and you can take them ad
1: hoc as well yeah you can and
2: a few but a few of my friends have gone to the doctors with with anxiety and saying that i just uh, like i've heard about these things called beta blockers and the doctor told them to go on antidepressants and i think that like Mm. you just got to be careful who you're talking to as well just get a few opinions the thing about
1: antidepressants is they're called antidepressants but they actually help anxiety so i'm on an antidepressant but it's it works the same way they just for some reason they've never changed them to be anti-anxiety medication but certain ones the one on prozac is what I'm on, and people are on the ones like Lexapro and Sertraline. And I think they're from the episode I did on medication. They would be more for people with anxiety. So it's just about, I think, getting informed and like knowing yeah. your options as well. Um, but mostly but that's exactly
2: it, there is options out there. So if yeah. you're feeling like you can't control it yourself, there are so many options to yeah. help
1: you. And do you feel? I always wonder, you know had i back in 2014 is when things got really bad for me and so much of the anxiety was what people would think about me or how does this make me look how does this affect my career that i I don't have it all together and i think if we took away that fear and like you know if you're at a dinner party and you said oh, look i'm gonna go home i have a headache you wouldn't yeah. have a problem but it's hard to say look i'm gonna go home i'm feeling quite overwhelmed
2: yeah overwhelmed is a good way of putting it but yeah. like you do have that thing like there have been things that i pulled out of because i'm like do you know what? i just feel really anxious about And it that, and do you feel that. comfortable
1: saying that you no
2: I wouldn't tell people I'm anxious and that's why I, because I feel like it's all it's almost like a cop-out people would be like oh god what, what's that for an excuse yeah, I just would okay. make up something different and say oh I can't go for whatever reason but there are some things that like even now I'll avoid going to certain events and things like that because I'm like you know what it's not going to make me feel great it's already making me anxious thinking about having to go mm. and having that extra thing on my plate so I'm just not going to go and I, I don't feel like I miss out on things because of it but I definitely don't go to things sometimes because of it.
1: Yeah. Moving on to the more confidence thing, you're in a world that's very um, like aesthetic and, you know, the modeling and the presenting and stuff always has something to do with that. So do you find yourself falling victim to social comparison?
2: Oh, 100%. But I think that you, you'll always compare yourself to other people and you'll always see people that are getting jobs. and You're like, God, I really want that job. But the best way for me to deal with that, I'm like, right, I didn't get that job because there's something better that I'm actually meant to be doing. And and I'm I'm kind of really at a good place in my career. I'm really happy with what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And I try not to compare myself to other people. I mean, there's some like, obviously, I'd love to steal Holly Willoughby's career. (laughs) That's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, But like, I do feel like. I feel when I see people doing well, I actually just feel like, Do you know what, fair play to you, you work really hard and you really deserve that. Mm. And, um,
1: and that's a great way to be. And sometimes I have to like remind myself, it's easy to sort of feel like someone else's success kind of is taking from yours or that there's not mm. enough to go around. But I heard a quote about like one lit candle doesn't lose anything by lighting another candle. Yeah. And I just think, you know, but it is in our, it, it is human nature to be like, oh, it, does someone's success make me feel like, Am I not doing well enough? Yeah, you know. But the thing about it is, as well, like oh
2: God, I don't think as women, especially, like, will we ever really be fully happy, like, with things, like, the way you look, with the, like, even, even with weight. Like, I look back on pictures and I'm like, oh my God, I looked. Fucking great there, mm. but when I think back to how I felt when that picture was taken, I felt like so fat and overweight and just rank, and I think that that's because you do look at things like social media and other people and you do end up comparing yourself, and that's just mm. it just happens
1: and what do you do to pull yourself out of that
2: uh I tell myself to get an absolute grip, I think honestly Theodore <laughs> yeah yeah, but after having a child, I genuinely think that like i'm 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 actually happy with my body, I can't imagine feeling more confident in my in my own skin than I do now because I have never ever had that feeling in my entire life where I just feel like oh my body looks okay at the moment and I actually do feel like that I feel strong I feel like I've had a baby and and look
1: what your body has given you
2: and yeah, been through it's, like it's, it's, it's amazing amazing but like I do I feel I feel confident now maybe that just comes with age and it comes with being a mom and stuff like that but I do feel quite confident yeah. now, which is it's a nice feeling to have
1: And has there been a time recently, maybe career-wise or personally, that you felt really outside your comfort zone? And how did you feel? What was that like? Career-wise or personally?
2: I kind of feel like that for most jobs before I go in and do them. I'm like, God, I feel so nervous. I'm going to mess this up. I don't want to mess this up. And I never go into something feeling like, super confident like I'm going to smash this I'm going to be absolutely brilliant because I think it's nice to have that kind of nerve and, and it makes you perform better I think yeah. That, yeah, like you'd always be nervous about doing a job that you're doing and like I want to put my all into every single thing that I do and even when I was filming my last set of documentaries I was like they're probably going to be awful because I was so tired and so heavily pregnant and mm-hmm. then I started worrying about that but you, you always just have to do the best that you can do but I think it's fine to be nervous about Every job that you Mm -hmm. do.
1: And how do you handle like the fear of failure or the idea that something might not work out as well as you intended? Um, oh,
2: God, I don't know. Nothing has been a massive flop yet. (laughs) Uh, Yet. Um, but I guess if something like that happens or if like someone, something turns on you in the media, and I've, I've definitely had that before, you just, I kind of retreat back into myself and I'm like I I le like my family and friends make me feel confident make my life like a really easy place to be especially because of the industry I'm in like I wouldn't I wouldn't. I'm in the industry, but I wouldn't say I'm a part of the industry. I don't have very many friends in the industry, and if I do, they're not. They're not like talent on camera. They're usually people behind the camera, mm-hmm. or like my director would be one of my really good pals. Uh, a producer is a really good pal, and like you have, I have all these people in my life that have been in my life since I've either been twelve, where my first group of friends are from, and then when I was eighteen, where all my ten group of friends are from, and it's like that's just my life so the industry kind of hasn't really swallowed me up like that mm.
1: what are you most proud of about yourself if you think back maybe 10 years so i'm always getting people to think you know the the antidote to social comparison is temporal comparison and that's instead of saying oh look at me compared to that person look at me where i am now versus where i want to go or look at me where i am versus where i was like so for me it might seem like no big deal that i you know Can come to London and and like be okay because there was a while my anxiety was so bad that I couldn't even go to the shop so you know and then I think about you know I look at someone else who's like maybe doing amazing I'm like I will all kind of get there on our own so is there any if you were to look at yourself from that temporal comparison perspective how do you feel what have you learned what are you proud of I
2: think if I look back at myself when my anxiety was at its absolute worst when I was coming out of a really toxic relationship um when I look at myself then I do not recognize that person like that was just that whole time in my life was was one of the worst times in my life and I think that when I look at how I was back then and how like defeated and like deflated I felt like to where I am now I'm like at the happiest point in my life I've ever been now and looking back then to how sad I was and even like looking at pictures I'm like god I just look so sad there mm-hmm. because I really was sad and I just feel kind of proud of where I am now.
1: You should do. Yeah. yeah. And how important is it to you to, you know, you're always going, going, going. Like you say, you're so busy. But in order to feel confident, we need to actually stop and take stock and be like, appreciate the successes we're having along the way. So do, yeah. you, do you do that? Do you take time to be like, wow, I've achieved this. Or I'm proud of this.
2: I do feel I feel proud of uh, documentaries that I've done. I feel proud of different jobs that I'm doing. I'm currently up for a couple of jobs I really hope come through and I'd be really proud if I got those jobs Mm -hmm. and so I definitely appreciate the successes that I have but uh but it is kind of like go 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 yeah on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next and that's just I kind of like my life being like that like my sister would absolutely hate it but like I am always on the move always busy and especially now with Theodore it's kind of like, I don't go out so much anymore. I, d- I wouldn't say I go out with friends as often as I used to because for me, it's kind of work and family. And mm. That's
1: all I really mm-hmm. have
2: time for at the moment.
1: And before I let you go, so that you can go back to baby Theodore um, and your husband, Spencer. Because he hasn't slept. <laughs> because he hasn't slept and he's going to kill slept, me. Yeah,
2: I slept really well and Spencer uh, didn't sleep at all. Um,
1: what advice would you have for people who, first of all, are feeling like they're on the floor with anxiety right now? Where, where would you start? Oh, God.
2: That feeling is just so awful firstly I feel really sorry for them but secondly like you've hit rock bottom and now you can start climbing all the way back up and there is so many different ways you just have to find your way to deal with anxiety like mine is going to the gym mine was going to CBT but that is um that's not for everybody and there are a million and one things you can do particularly from doing my documentary on anxiety there's like there's groups that meet up and help with social anxiety if you have that there's like There are endless things to do to get rid of your anxiety and although it sounds horrible to think that like it's never going to go away you can manage it to a point where it's not going to affect your life in a negative way.
1: Mm. And if someone is maybe beyond the anxiety and more I think a big thing that people have is like fearlessness and they might look at you and think well she has no fear at all in terms of like going for things and getting them and I hate this idea that people feel like they need to wait till they feel no fear at all before they go and try something you know because and i was described when i did the late late show the segment was fearless women and i was like no like i feel fear a lot like but i can still i still have anxiety and i can still feel fear but still be successful in spite of it and still like you know help other people or whatever so what advice would you have for people who are needing a little kick up the arse basically you
2: just have to uh, you have to be ambitious you have to go out there and get what you want because if you manifest it in your mind you can get it if you think about something that you really really want to do and you work towards that you will eventually get it and everybody feels like oh god like everyone feels like they're lacking in confidence every single day I feel like I'm lacking confidence in some some way or another and then as well you are scared of everything every job I do I'm like oh is it gonna go well and you do have that fear but that fear is you should use that as a good feeling as in a feeling to push you to do even better
1: yeah and in the confidence kit i try to reframe it that people take these things that feel like mental blocks and turn them into building blocks yeah so take it and get on top of it and then see where you'll go from there yeah there are ways
2: to get through everything and if you're feeling like you're lacking confidence just like get out there go for a run like things like that help me get my mind straight like I hate running I absolutely hate it but I love it because I go running for half an hour and I just think about things and like if if I'm having a rotten day and I go out and I go for a run for half an hour like it just makes it puts everything back into perspective and you come back with a new kind of mind frame Mm
1: -hmm. and if you were feeling really anxious now today what would be very practically what would you do would you cancel plans would you chill out would you take a bath
2: I tried to cancel plans.
1: <laughs>
2: because I had a few drinks last night, I know I'm going to be anxious today. So I, yeah, I did try and cancel plans, but I have to. I Thank you get for any.
1: still having me over. You're so good.
2: Uh, that's fine, but... Um, no, I try. I'm only going to get my hair done. But even that, I'm like, oh, I've just sit there for two hours in a place that I don't yeah. know with people I don't know. And I'm like, oh, just go and get it done. So uh, getting over that. And I'm, I booked a spin class. So I'll go and do a okay. spin class. That will help me and get me through the rest mm-hmm. of the day. And Theodore, I mean, he's the absolute best for mm-hmm. for getting rid of any kind of anxiety. You don't really have time to be anxious with Theodore's around.
1: Yeah. But you still, you know, the main thing is that you you've had ex- had experienced bad anxiety you've understood it you've learned to manage it and you still feel it from time to time but you're owning it I am owning <laughs> it that is the truth of it I know Vogue thank you so much for having me in your house and for being on my podcast I'm sorry for <laughs> taking over and the place is amazing and I'm I hope you're I...
2: enjoying your hot water it's
1: really nice <laughs> I know everyone else I drink hot water it's just like a comforting you need to get on it
2: <laughs> no